0: Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, the J Ten Initiative You got it? I can't even say it.
1: <laughs> adjustments, adjustments.
0: Adjustments, announcements. Welcome to the podcast
1: Welcome. to the fourth week of Lent.
0: Fourth week of Lent.
1: Is that right? Fourth week?
0: I don't even know. Yeah. It's uh yeah, good good to be together. Good End to of be... March. Good to be talking here, Father John and Father Mike, and this is the uh, podcast. It's always funny to think about, who are we talking to here? Are we talking to people who have listened to this introduction 283 times or whatever it is? Or is it somebody who's just listening for the first time, you know what I mean? I know. You know like, who I are, these? Be, are you, is who that that a these losers?
1: I should be more standard with, welcome to Catholic <laughs> stuff you should know. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, you're good. Standard is not one of the adjectives I would use to refer to <laughs> Father Mike. rap. and no, I, I no, think unfortunately,
1: uh, I've, I don't know. <laughs> I should, I should adapt.
0: You're more, you're more stable and consistent than I am these days. I will say, he's, uh, Father Mike's a bit apprehensive to be podcasting with me tonight because uh, I'm just, I'm just burned out, man. I am tired. I've been working on this thesis.
1: He's been, he's been working, man, hard. working good.
0: Everybody's working hard, but for some reason, I'm just the only one who's just dogging it right now. So. Um, now,
1: when you go deep with these things, really, I mean, this kind of work, it takes it out of you because your brain becomes, like, obsessed with this stuff, yep. and you can't look around, you can't think of anything else. Yep.
0: It's like, uh, I was trying to explain it to a guy today, it was like, it, it really is like climbing a mountain, but you just, you hit these false summits, and you're just like, no, no, you know, it can't be, it's up there, and you got to keep going. And today I went over a a little cliff, I would say, this morning at about 10 o'clock, and i cliff, got a, like you fell off the cliff no i went i been, climbed over the cliff it oh, was okay. a difficult section got up on top and then realized there's the summit right there but then i looked at the route in between i was like oh i think i have the crux ahead of me but it's, it's just like right there so yeah well, soon enough you can do it soon enough uh, you can do it you can do it soon enough it'll be uh the draft will be in and then the, you know this is just the weird academic thing everybody has their the challenges in their life but This thing, yeah, it's just kind of... Do you
1: ever have the feeling, and now this is kind of climbing insiders, but um, do you ever have the feeling when you get to the top, uh, instead of like, yeah, yeah, top of the mountain, it's like, oh, man, I have to climb down.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I'm thinking about a couple of the best 14ers in Colorado where the top of it is the hardest part, so like Wilson, Mount Wilson, and uh, Little Bear and some of these ones, class four moves, but then you're so kind of freaked yeah. Sometimes by getting through that, oh, yeah, they got this one thing called the uh shark's fin, I think oh, is what it's no. called. You just go up on this fin and it's just like woo! it's hairy and exposed. No, and then you, no, no, and the summit is like tiny, so yeah, sometimes you get to the summit. I don't even like block. thinking
1: about it. See, I like climbing these mountains, yeah. but I don't, I, I get spooked,
0: you know, like that. So. I
1: get real scared, yeah. Hey, do you ever get a vertigo? Um, I mean, like you just lose your stuff. I don't. You, go,
0: you get. I don't know what my deal is. I will get more freaked out standing on top of our roof here than I will on top of a mountain. Really? Yeah. Oh no! no. And I'm going to fall off the. I don't know the. Even the thought fifth of floor. the shark's fin.
1: Oh, oh yeah. boy! Sure. I think it's called and shark's fin. It's harder to come down the mountain, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's like where, the, most mean, inju- like that's where most of the like the technical. That's most of the injuries happened because you're more uh-huh. tired and so yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Speaking of injuries. Uh, and melancholy oh. and uh risk at risk taking an yeah, adventure this could be the last time we ever podcast if you yeah. di- if you die on sunday
1: well it's true i mean i i got uh so i'm running a long race on sunday a long race and uh
0: <laughs> he's running the rome marathon on sunday
1: i got my medicals done and everything yeah i got a spirography,
0: spirometry and i
1: got a, a cardi cardio um cardiogram in resting and um, at, I don't know exercise pace. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm timing myself. Sorry, I just realized this could go forever. He so. starts looking at his watch. And that's not <laughs> you. Like I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had another video. Yes, I'm continue. Steph, your car- you had a stethoscope. You bought a new stethoscope. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> no. yeah. Cardiogram. So I, I feel like I'm healthy and.
0: Well, some Italian doctor know. checked all the boxes for you, right? Right. That's yep. I think you're going to do great. I'm very excited for you, but. This is a funny thing. If there's any marathon runners listening, because I got this order from my friend here who said, I don't want to see you at the finish line. Do not, you know. And I'm like, I feel personally responsible to at least carry your body back. Did to I the, say that? And yeah, yeah. You said, I, I don't want to, because I think you're going to be so just like. I
1: don't want the first time that you see me to be at the finish line.
0: That will not happen. We're going to see you several times so'm
1: I'll, ca- I'll kind of loop through and the course passes right. so okay you, good you could see I we mean not see. that you have to waste your morning on it no
0: I just feel I feel obligated I'm like you're I don't know
1: yeah you could be my coach you know I, what else, I couldn't coach you but you know what else I've heard of is people have their friend or their coach whatever who when they're really dogging it you know or just like dying at the end yeah they uh, run with them
0: run with them yeah. It's like
1: maybe you'd have to do that for the yeah. last 10 kilometers.
0: Yeah, I might not be able to do that. Yeah, I only have one functioning ankle. So. Oh, that's right. But, uh, yeah, pray for Father Mike. Well, I guess it's, uh, it's going to come out after you finish it, but you're going to do great. And uh, I'm I'm very impressed. Mm-hmm. I It says a lot about somebody who um, doesn't particularly exercise with any regularity and then just can just whip into a training mer- uh, regiment that is crazy and then just whip this thing out. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Well,
1: thanks be to God. I mean, it really has... Uh, led to more health you remember uh, a few podcasts back at new year's i said that my resolution was to work like on stretching my it band Ah, yeah and uh (laughs) that's true and it's happened and this is really uh lent toward that
0: did (laughs) you fulfill your new year's resolution from last year
1: probably what was it
0: to dance more oh yeah you did oh yeah yeah Yeah.
1: although i've kind of i don't it didn't become a habit i guess i haven't been dancing lately yeah, that's true.
0: She <laughs> this image of you If anybody like, wants to upstairs, invite me out to some to club
1: or something. Taylor
0: Swift or something. Yeah, yeah that is true. Um, well, yeah, I think it's going to be good. You also managed to keep your training regiment, though we had a lot of friends come into town these last few weeks, and uh, most, especially the Dean family, mm-hmm. family of eight. and uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Man, we had fun with them. No, so. it's
1: training, just running around. Well, you were walking, I, I ate more gelato with them
0: than I think I have in the last like year combined. So
1: frig- oh, they they just, when stuff. they
0: discovered frigidarium, it was over. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't, okay. So get, I know we've talked about this, but I really don't understand why people think you're you know, like strange, either very unhealthy or otherworldly if you don't like sweets. Oh uh, yes. You know? I don't yeah. like gelato. It's I don't get excited about it. People don't get excited about all kinds of things. I know, but and it's. And they look at me like. But it's just like. There's something really wrong with can I, like, sheer goodness. I don't, I don't people know. People look. They have the sadness in their eye. Yeah, I don't like know. Like I really feel bad for you.
0: Yeah. I think you just like pain. I think you. That's why you went to the Biblicum for just your doctorate. That's why you run marathons. You don't eat sweets. I think Maybe. you just genuinely. I thrive on it. Thrive on pain. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah really I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, think
1: that's right, but.
0: Somebody once told Uh, me that they don't trust anybody who doesn't drink coffee or smoke cigarettes, and I think that's really funny. Uh, For some reason, they were saying that because they're not working hard enough or something, but I don't know if I trust people who don't like sweets. I'm like, that's like saying I don't like beauty. I don't like mountains. I don't like the ocean.
1: Oh, I loved both of those, all three of those things, and sleep and... Sleep, yeah. Pretzels. Yeah.
0: You know what's funny about uh, this podcast, even as we... I'm just very introspective this evening, I guess, but I'm laughing about this... uh, the banter, the the, the famous banter, um, these college kids that I'm working with this semester, who I hope you get to come and meet. Oh yeah, they could care less about the the concept of a podcast, but at this point, they're already asleep. So it must be something that like the style of banter must be. It must be like some people are gelato people, and some people are just are banter, banter people. people. You I know, know. A lot Sweets, of people rave about the savory, banter. but there are people. This is just the most painful thing. And we, we've we been like reflecting on this uh, ad nauseum for the last couple of years kind of out of, kind of comically, you know, because I don't think we ever intended to, I don't know. I've had to listen to all the old ones, you know. Yeah. And I was talking to this great priest, uh, Father Matt Feist, I think, is, I hope I pronounced that right. And he started his own radio show. He's in uh, um, Ohio. Oh, geez, I always get it mixed up. Yeah, he's in Ohio. And um, listens to the podcast. We were talking over uh, dinner with Father Dan Hess, and he's like, I can't stand listening to my own voice. I'm like, well, that's probably a good sign, because I don't think we can stand listening to it either. Oh, no. Oh, you know? yeah, no. Just,
1: no it, I don't like my voice.
0: And the more you hear it, you're like, well, wow. So we're trying to keep getting all those old podcasts out. Uh, it's taken a long time, as you know, but we're working away, and hope you, you know all bought Perry West's uh, uh, so, uh, album, because oh, we yeah. love that guy.
1: You love that intro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom sent me something. Sent, sent me an email um, saying, uh, "I've started digging into those old podcasts, and I really like it, Mike. I, I can tell. Th- I, I'm interested because I get to hear and see you grow up, and." I c- and and how your voice has changed over the years. Uh. I'm like, this is. She's talking as if this is the years like, <laughs> <laughs> like ten to twenty or so. you know, like I'm not 14. How has yeah, my voice changed? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, we
1: started podcasting. I was. We were in puberty, an and yeah. <laughs>
0: I think that's a that's like a mom. I think that's a mom change. thing. I think that's a mom thing. Um, because there's a couple of women who I know who listen to the podcast who who are moms, not our moms, but. They like that, too. They like the evolution of, like, the little boy seminarians and, like, the baby priests. And now we're kind of these old academic dogs. I I don't know. I don't know. I just find it just equally annoying. Seven years ago, I was like, wow, you still talk. And you did talk like that. And wow, wow. You think you're funny and cool. So, (laughs) yeah. So, anyway, it's just a funny watching human beings develop. I'm reading Kristen Laverne's Daughter, thanks to you. This is kind of the new fad. Um... Father Mike recommends books that he read at age 10, and now we're all reading them. I just hit page 732 and realized I still have 300 pages oh, to go, and I was like, read. oh, my gosh. So, very long book, but the story of a woman's life, and she's the mother of seven sons I right might,
1: now. I must have read the abridged version. Oh, my
0: gosh. It's no, epic, I think
1: I, I really just loved it.
0: Yeah. Well, you got the Scandahoovian blood in you, so, you know, I think you're all about you it. You know? You know? Okay. I got a topic that's on this card. Check that out.
1: It's great. Can it you read any words on that thing? He's got this really nice script, but it's illegible. So it's kind of like...
0: you should be. Do you think he could pass as, a, like as an ancient language?
1: Decorating things rather than...
0: could I tell people I write in a caddic or...
1: You could probably fool some. Ugari- I would is go that with, Ugaritic? I would go with like a Sanskrit or maybe like an Arabic because yeah. it's very cursive.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. I
1: can't read it. I see the word fate... Uh, I see the word Marcus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Neither of those words are on the that frailty. card. Frailty. Frailty? Maybe.
1: Or faculty.
0: <laughs> that says fatherhood. And okay. Marcus?
1: What was the Marcus?
0: I don't know who Mark. Oh, Maspero. Okay, so anyways, I'll tell you what the card says here. The people are like, what? what is going on? What are they talking about? So um, I had all these lofty ideas for... Uh, a podcast Because, you know, we sit and we study all day. And these ideas come in. You're like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. That's kind of a cool idea. I think I'll do this. And I throw them into Evernote, which I love. And, um, and sometimes they come together. Sometimes they're too much, as you know, as mm-hmm. you've suffered through. And then sometimes it's just kind of like nah, not feeling it, not feeling any of these things. Yeah, and yeah. so I just chucked everything this afternoon. And I just scribbled down five things that I had that came up in pranzos this week that I heard that I liked.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say five things I had for pranzo, like <laughs> like the food you ate for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Bucatini <laughs> like alla amatriciana on Monday. It. We're taking banter to the next level.
0: Actually, Anthony, I love it. The Anthony Dean, going back to the Dean family, he's like, uh, how old is he, 13? He's like, I'm just not a calcio pepe guy. And I was like, I love that you just said that. You know, like you know your Italian pasta so <laughs> yeah, well. He's, he's like, definitely. I'm not a calcio pepe guy which I often said as calcio e pepe at first, which in- instead of like this cheese and pepper, it means soccer. Soccer and, soccer pepper. and pepper. Calcio. So where's calcho? Cacho. Cacho. Anyways. Cacho I'll, is a cheese. Yeah. So anyways, Anthony ca- kind of like and I are not cacho e guy, But I did have norcina, which I love. That was great. I could tell you all about it this week, but I probably won't. These won't people tell don't
1: you know. I don't think, unless they're hanging in <laughs> Italy, dude. Get to your card.
0: <laughs> all right, I got my card. So five comments from pranzo. That's the topic. And um, three of them came in yesterday's lunch, which was spectacular. Um, but all three of these were just wonderful meals that I had with people. Um, with three dudes. Uh, the first was Father Austin Licky. Who is a my oh, good, old my old buddy. Dude. My good old dude. buddy, a good dude and a very wise man. And the more that I listen to him talk, I'm like, dang, how did we come from the same formation? And you got so awesome and brilliant. Now um, was
1: he always like really cool or is it the the habit that's fooling me? Because he wears this Dominican habit and yeah. I hate to love it, but I do. Yeah,
0: he definitely got cooler with the habit, but he was always pretty cool. Mm. Um I think if you play guitar and mandolin and can sing, you know, that kind of and then you you know, you do kind of the British catholic thing and you know
1: oh i always respected him as an intellectual and a cl- absolutely clever strange sense of humor dude
0: yep yep our students love it they they there's this kind of dominican wit that they have i don't know it's kind of sassy and it's but it's very very kind of witty i don't know if they're just
1: I, if it's I, part of the charisma. i promise or what. you i never imagined the mandolin though that uh, would yeah, be a yeah. surprise yeah yeah
0: absolutely he's good so uh lit and then deacon daniel usterman sure at Abruzzi, and then yesterday I went with my emerging new favorite, kind of one of my favorite, I could say my favorite Italian, I think I could say that, uh, Father Giulian, Giulio Maspero, my uh, professor, who I just straight up was like, I want to have lunch with you because I love your classes, and that he made cool, time he for went, me. Yeah, that's he great. He made time for me, and he, he acted like, I, he, was, he's a, he acts like one of these guys who really, he's like, I really just enjoy this and appreciate it. And I was like, who am I? I'm just like begging you for advice on how to do this or that. So anyways, five comments I heard over these lunches from these three men who um, I found to be just really spoke into my life. And one reason I wanted to do this card is, and you can do your little card if you're having a, if you're kind of in a sour or, I don't know, depressed mood. (laughs) Which you you might be. Which in your fourth week of Lent here... um, gratitude i always tell this to people in spiritual direction but i don't live it gratitude's the way out of every mm. spiritual dead end when you feel like you're oh, just like lost that. in yep. the maze it's always the way out yeah and it's the first step in the, in the examine. and it's always the way out because the eucharist is the foundation of, of everything so the point of this card is to say good things you know yeah because i can get so fixated on one thing and then just clap so anyways to the card you ready
1: I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm on pins and needles, You're as they say. on
0: pins and needles. Okay, number one. Father Austin, he st- we started talking about this on our retreat with the uh, St. Thomas kids, but I was really struck by this, and he, he just reminded us all. He said, God is mediated by faith. Mediated by faith. Okay. And the point of that is to say, you do not have an unmediated access to God right now why did that struck me because mediation is one of these things that we think is a hindrance so technically speaking there's a number of levels of mediation objectively we could speak of the mediation of the humanity of Christ so how do we know god right i think about these people who walk around and say i don't believe in god you know or i believe in god but or just that whole question you know gransky used yeah. to say that god is you don't show up in heaven and he's got a name tag on his name is god god's a a pointer right hmm. it's it's and um and so we don't speak about this kind of objective idea of God. That's deism, and that's really at work, and I think in our American culture where God is just this, this kind of lofty idea, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, one of
1: the kids in my seventh grade religion class, when I asked, "What is? What do you think of when you say when someone says God?" Plasma in the sky. <laughs> plasma. Plasma in the sky.
0: Plasma. That's 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 it. It's plasma in the sky. I love that. I mean, it's. Because it's just that this kind of ethereal thing, and it doesn't feel real at all. And one of the great things about hanging out with these Dominicans lately is the reminder to make the act of faith often. So just from your heart, to mm. just make an act of faith, to just speak from the heart and just say, I actually looked up the act of faith again, and it was a little too stiff. I don't know if you've ever prayed oh, really? the, the, the formal act of faith. I've never really been faith. into it, but I know some people really love I it. Couldn't,
1: yeah. I couldn't,
0: I had to confess that, I, I my... First experience back, that, I was like, I don't know if I can, if I can do this. So I just kind of, just kind of off the cuff. But what I'm finding is that um, it's good to be reminded of the fact that my relationship with Jesus is mediated by faith through his humanity and through the mediation of the church, right? Mm-hmm. The hierarchy, the sacraments. I do not have, and God did not. Does not expect me to just kind of relate to him in this kind of me and Jesus or even me and God approach, right? Yeah. But it comes through grace and particularly a grace that is affects my intellect, right? Mm-hmm. My mind and then the will as well. And so, when we talk about um, the faith, and again, these these Pranzo ideas are just things that struck me. So they might be just like super boring, or but sometimes you, you kind of live this thing for a number of years and then something so basic will strike you. Again, and you'll no, be like, wow, this is
1: crazy. I think that can be very profound. When I think of the mediation of God, I tend to think of more like tangible stuff, like um, sacraments. You know, I can't, I want to know Jesus. I hear his voice in confession. Um, I hear someone else that affirms the, the forgiveness of God, who has the authority to, to, to do that in a like this profound and spiritual way. I can, um, See the body of Christ, the, the blood, the soul and divinity of Christ in the Eucharist and worship him. But there's still something there that's kind of also a symbol of the greater reality. Right. You know, um, the community is somehow the body of Christ. And I encountered Jesus. But there's always something there mm-hmm. that's kind of not God immediately, like you're saying. There's mm-hmm. something in between that is communicating the reality of God mediating God. Um, But I don't, I didn't think of it as uh, abstract as faith, but that's true. I mean, that's like, well, and that's, uh, that's often,
0: I think my experience, that's why I was so struck by it because, um, yeah, we think of kind of objective mediation and that's really for Catholics. That's a big thing. But I think the point he's making is that um, faith is an ascent of the intellect. Right. But it's a grace descent, right? It's a, it's a supernatural gift that's given to make that ascent. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, we kind of sit around, I think, you know, we, we freak out, like, do I believe in God? Do I believe in God? Or do I not believe in God? Like, it's this decision that I have to make, Yeah, you know? right. And people really panic, and they can really be, it can be very, very scary, I mean, for all of us, you know, if you get into this, yeah. if you get into this mentality where you are supposed to figure out if God exists or not, yeah, that question itself is, it's, it's just a whole faulty framework.
1: Or especially if you, if you rely on, like, the sentiment, like, I, f- I feel, do I feel... Like, right. I really believe? Do I feel like I don't? Right. Well, you know.
0: right. And that's the other side of it is, uh, you know, so there's those of us who are like Kantian and it's just this idea, this postulate of pure reason. And then there's the Schleiermacher people. Schleiermacher was um, a Lutheran, 19th century, who reduced faith really to sentiment. So it's just about the feeling. And I think that would be m- probably more the common thing. Yeah. Um, it's just, oh, I don't feel God's presence, so he must not exist. And it's like, no, 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 that's not. Yeah, that's not real. So anyways... Your faith mediates yeah, cool. your relationship with God number one number two Daniel Ustromman and I were sitting at abruzzi talking about balthazar's article on vocation, um which you have read I believe
1: i yeah? have yep yep
0: uh, it's a good one it's a tough one though it's not easy. I like all balthazar reading it's like the uh he's like the swiss Alps that's my big analogy is the Alps, and then there's the the Thomistic Switzerland, which is the nice, cultivated lowlands of the the plateau, because Switzerland's like half mountainous and half not. But you got to read my license to get to that.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. There's your
0: so it's 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 just a Balth- little teaser. Balthazar is rugged. He's uh, he's kind of uninhabitable in some ways, uh, like mountains, and that's why it's it's so beautiful and wild. Uh, but it is uh, deeply. It's coming out of uh, his prayer. And especially the spiritual exercises. So Balthazar wrote this article called Vocation, and, and Daniel and I were studying it together. And basically, I want to just say there's two points of it, which is um, we were talking about how vocation, according to Balthazar, is an expropriation, a loss of oneself. Mm. So vocation is not this, like, life puzzle that I got to figure out, you know? Right. But it's about this divesting of oneself, right? Yeah. Um and and what is it? Entselbstung, I think, is the German. So like unselving yeah. oneself, right? And that's the great paradox of Christian life: is that to um, to live your vocation means to die to yourself, so as to live. You know, from mm. you think about the Gospel of John, we hear this everywhere. And so, um, it helped me to kind of shift my mentality because part of my vocation, so to speak, being a priest, I think I get caught in these things every once in a while where it's like, this vocation is supposed to fulfill me right now. Like, yeah, this is supposed right. to, like, everything's supposed to be all worked out and awesome all the time, and that's kind of, you know. Yeah. And it's just, that's really not it, right? The vocation becomes an expropriation. So it becomes a death of self so that you can yeah. live in Christ more deeply. But yeah, that means, yeah.
1: I think that's a lesson that's taken me a long time to learn, too, because I I had thought this was going to be the perfect Um, expression of all of my talents and gifts and everything that I could. It's it's like the, I don't know, what do you call that? It's it's like a self-help style or fulfillment, self-fulfillment or something like this, you know, like um, be the greatest that you can be. Right, right, right. Fulfill all your potential. Right. And a lot of times it takes things that I'm good at and just squashes them. Right. (laughs) And I say, well, but that doesn't make sense. That can't be right. Maybe, you know. Then you question, like, oh, well, no, is this right? But it's it's better of this this giving expropriation, this giving in once. You you decide, you're invited to, and then you decide on something that's worth giving yourself to. Right. I only have one self. I only have 80 years. What are they worth giving um, everything for? Right.
0: Or 34 years if you die on Sunday.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah so oh, this is very possible. Right.
0: Um, I think I'm ready. That's it, though. That's exactly it, is to say, yeah. I mean, there's nothing greater than to give of oneself. I mean, to just truly to... But to let it happen, to let it unfold over your lifetime, to, to let go, to die of these things, you know. And the key for Balthazar is that the foundation of vocation, the kind of the prerequisite, is what he calls availability. Um, or su- we could call it surrender, we could call it indifference, we could call it um, readiness... Disponibilità in the Italian. We don't really oh, no. translate it. Verfügbarkeit, um, right? That's the famous readiness. Readiness. So to make one's life a fiat, a posture oneself. That's the key to allowing expropriation to happen. So if you're finding yourself like Father John saying, "This vocation thing is actually very frustrating." I'm I'm happy. I know I'm I know what I'm doing. I'm supposed to be doing. But maybe you're married and you got kids and they're crazy right now or whatever. I don't know. Or it's just March and everybody's kind of burning out and you're <laughs> failing at your Lenten penances. Whatever. Um, the key to deeper self-gift in expropriation is a deeper readiness, which is that availability, mm-hmm. the posture of a fiat. Mary's yes, kind of always ready to receive, and that's that's just the secret. It's just this kind of continual receptivity, instead of again. I wake up every morning. I live my life. I do what I'm going to do, and then I resent God because I'm not yeah. enough fulfilled.
1: It's crazy, but I keep praying because I'm supposed to. Right, and that's part of my project. Right, my, it's my vocational project.
0: Right, right. And that that's the that's the killer. So these are all kind of things. If you find yourself just kind of in a rut, sometimes you got to just realize like we put ourselves in a cul-de-sac here, and uh, we got to kind of come out and we got to just look at it again and say, okay. If it feels like I'm just dying and I'm, this is unsustainable, then the, the answer is not um, to start to cal- uh, calculate and divide up your life and give this part to God or whatever, which is what we all do, but instead to try and deepen that openness that, yes, that availability mm-hmm. to God. Cool. Yep. Okay. Ready? Number three? Any Number thou- three. Any more thoughts on that? So then Friday I went to a restaurant with Julio Maspero, and these last three are from him and... Um, he is a wise man, and he is, uh, I think I had mentioned this before. Um, the most underrated podcast of 2016 was Relation and Dialectic. I hold to this. It was awesome. What,
1: who's counting the ratings?
0: I'm telling you. Nope, I loved it. Nope, I loved it. You loved it. Nobody listened to it because it was like Christmas time. So, oh. Um, but it was all inspired by this guy and my professor, who's a, a priest of Opus Dei, probably 40s. I don't know how this, you know. Um, maybe a little older, but, um, was
1: Julio. Isn't Julio the name of your Cornelio? Yeah.
0: He's also the name of the rabbit. Yeah. Julio Cornelio. Um, I did not call him that at lunch, but, uh, trained as a physicist originally. And then he Ooh. got his doctorate and he's a Gregory of Nyssa scholar. So patristic Cappadocian does a lot of the Trinity. Awesome. But more than that, I've learned from just his life and his style and, um, he's Opus Dei, but he's got a real affinity towards, um, community liberation so i think that's that like kind of yeah physics. i like that i like that yeah so anyways he's dropping all these like amazing bombs during during um lunch and i'm trying to play it cool like so i'm not writing down what he's saying but oh, i'm just like memorize 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 memorize, memorize. <laughs> and so i got three Did of you them have a, you
1: have you got to learn to record on one of those little records. i know i should have just that's like so creepy
0: i know i know i, th- I, I
1: think the notebook's creepier
0: the notebook's creepier. At lunch, yeah, <laughs> I didn't do the notebook. Don't judge oh, me. Oh,
1: I thought you were.
0: No, I didn't. I just tried to memorize everything. Okay. But uh, I was, I'm sure he was creeped out, anyways, and that was it. But yeah, these things happen. It's so like you're
1: texting under the table. You're taking notes.
0: Yes, that's yeah, that's true. Actually, one of my students was doing that. She's sitting in the front row, and Lacoco, who doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can say this, but and like. Cardinal Pell's sitting right there and she's text she looks like she's texting. Yeah, she's I mean not, it. she's taking notes on her phone. Oh man. But I was just glaring at her because I couldn't see that she was taking notes. I thought I literally thought she was just texting and I was like, Are you crazy? But that's the funny. ambiguity right now. I, I mean,
1: I go into these churches and I pray my liturgy of the hours. I'm being very prayerful and pious. And I and I realize sometimes it looks like cause I'm praying off of the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, the iBrievery, and it looks like I'm just messing with my phone, texting somebody in the middle of church.
0: Yep, oh. that's true. Yeah, these phones, they're supposed to make our lives better. Okay, sorry, go on. No, you're fine. Wisdom from Maspero. Wisdom from Maspero. So I asked him, I said, you know, what is the, what's the secret to doing this intellectual life thing in and not becoming just like losing your mind? Because I feel like I'm losing my mind uh, as, oh, the, yeah. years as like the, the years go by. That's a very good question. As the years go by... by um, You know, we're priests, but we we literally live in libraries and we live in ideas, and ideas are exciting for us, and we love we love that. Um, And the intellectual life is important, but how do you not like lose your mind and uh, and just become weird? Because I think we're getting weird, Mike. Hate to say it, at least I am. um,
1: You're afraid of that. I've I've embraced embraced (laughs) embraced that a long time ago, (laughs) my friend.
0: Yeah, I just need to embrace. I need to embrace the weirdness, right? It's like Austin, Texas. Massbro
1: didn't say that, though.
0: Massbro said something cool. He said, look for things that will break into your system, will just, like, fracture your system. Because I think...
1: which What is the system?
0: The system. Your you're not routine? a system. You're not or a system your, guy. Your this ideas? is where you're different. Yeah, this is where you're an exegete. So you're not, you're not one of these big vision system guys where I'm going to get everything in my head, and then I'm just going to figure out all the pieces... And then I just have to write these, you know, books, and with the whole system. And it's, it's the a,
1: system in your head. It's the system.
0: It's it's German idealism, and you get everything there, and it's all perfect, and everything's great, and it all fits together, and you see how everything relates, and has nothing to do with reality. It's totally idealistic in the sense, but it's all there in your so brain. So what
1: breaks into the system? Have you found anything? Human beings. Nice.
0: So little things like uh, relating with. Lucy uh, Dean, this little five-year-old. You oh know? yeah, and you know how like little kids, they just like, they just have a f- they draw affinity to people kind of randomly, but they just you know. And so Lucy and I just had um, some very long conversations about oh, okay. you know about gelato flavors and whatnot. At one point, she just like brings me a l- piece of bread off of the uh, table. Th- I don't know if you were there that night. She goes, Can, "Do you mind turning this into Jesus for me? <laughs> just like a roll, you know." <laughs> And so we're talking about Uh, transubstantiation, and and so there was a few little moments where... she
1: broke through my system. Yeah? Well, I thought I was real smart. I mean, I don't have the whole system figured out or whatever, the matrix like you do or whatever. (laughs) But uh, I think I do know a lot of things. And then this little kid, the same girl, she says um, something about, um, well, how can Jesus be the fruit of the womb... If he's the bread, (laughs) and she was talking about the Eucharist and the bread of life or whatever it is, but how can the fruit be the bread? And I was like, I have no (laughs) idea how to respond to you, Right, right. but I like your question.
0: She is great. We love all of the Dean kids, but she was into a big mummy phase right now because she went to the London Museum, and they were just loving all the bones and relics and um, incorruptibles here. And uh, so we were getting full, you know, expositions oh, yeah. on on uh, all kinds of things. But there was little things like that, and he talked about the power of confession. Will do that, you know. Uh, mm. Hearing confessions, you got to keep hearing confessions because they just whew, crack the system.
1: Oh you know? yeah, it's reality. Just, it's reality. It's reality. Like a dose of reality. It's
0: a dose of reality, and it just breaks in, and you realize something's going on. And I told this story to the uh, kids at the the. Um, Florence campus of Benedictine College, which is amazing, by the way. It's this villa outside of uh, Florence, and it was incredible. Went to see Florian Sullivan. Hey, Florian! Flo- yeah, Florian, If you, li- if you listen, Frank Pellucci But there is a lot of Benedictine kids who listen. If you are listening to this and you are at Benedictine College and you are not brother going, Levin, brother Levin, If you are not going to study abroad, you better go study abroad. Except if you are in the nursing program, which is really hard to get into, then you probably probably can't. But that's beside the point. On my way up there. Um and this was one of those things where it just <laughs> cracked the system, just broke the system. I'm standing in Termini waiting for the train. Um had missed the first train because uh um uh slept through daylight savings time which just happened on Sunday, didn't really calculate that too well. Oops. Um I'm standing there and these two guys are just glaring at me. You know how that is with and you're in the clerics, you know. You yeah, just yeah. sometimes people just glare at you. And yeah, and there's kind of a weird European like staring thing. It's I don't really get it. Or like it. I don't know. Maybe you're fine at that. You don't know the No, things.
1: I don't like it. But I don't pay much attention. They are to
0: glaring, glaring at me. So, anyways, I know I'm on the wrong train uh, because I slept through the last one, but I don't want to spend another 50 bucks on a ticket. Sorry, confession here on the podcast. So I just get on. And y- you know, in, tra- in time, it's going to be trouble. But my new thing in Italy is to not try and reason, not try and be logical, to just.
1: No, that's good. That's assimilation. I'm, I'm okay. learning. I'm learning. Yeah, After 18 Italian months, Italian. I'm
0: just learning. So I'm sitting in this random seat. The guy comes up. He says, what is this? I show him my ticket. And I said, what's the problem? And he says, uh, well, you're on the wrong train. You were supposed to leave 30 minutes ago. And I just threw a fit. <laughs> that
1: just, is very Italian. Just completely
0: blew up. <laughs> and he's yelling at me, and I'm yelling at him, and he drags me into the... He's working still, and he's yelling, and he says, you got to pay 60 bucks right now. And I'm just, like, up in arms and... Finally, he just says, Basta. And he just says, sit right there. And he, and he goes on. So I just got moved up into first class, and I didn't get fined. <laughs> I was like, I love this country.
1: And you got to throw a fit in the public.
0: And I threw a fit in public and felt totally fine doing it. Like, that's the other thing, you know? I'd be so embarrassed this in is, Germany. Okay,
1: can we rewind <laughs> and give a little disclaimer for parents? What not to teach your children That's <laughs> throwing right. throwing fits on trains?
0: Except if you're Italy and you're trying to get a, hey. a fine. Then I'd say, go for it. Anyways.
1: The thing, I think the trick is with these guys, <laughs> if you entertain them with a fight yeah, or an argument, I mean, you can't, nothing physical over here.
0: Right. No, no, but if
1: you argue and you can raise your voice right. and you can, you know, speak really fast and a yeah. lot of gestures. A lot of gestures. <laughs> then uh, you just made their life more fun and th- you've paid your price.
0: Yeah. So he sits me down and guess who I'm sitting next to? The glaring guys. Oh. The glaring Italians. So they just look at me, glare. And I'm like, ooh, awkward. I don't know why you hate me, but you definitely.
1: <laughs> Maybe they were like, I don't know.
0: Uh, you never know. Anyways, Secret service? I don't know. So I'm sitting there. I don't talk to them the whole time. Just print my rosary. Read a little Kristen Laverne's Daughter. I get off the train in Florence. I just like wave goodbye. Yeah. I'm walking off the train. They run after me. Phew, gives me a note, phone number. We need to talk to a priest. There you go. Ooh. Crazy, huh? So the rest is history. We'll see. Cup of coffee at some point. And,
1: uh, they're, so they're from Rome or they're around here?
0: Yeah, they're in Rome here. So anyways, pray cool. for them. We have no idea. And uh, who knows what will come of it. But um, these are the kind of things that I was so angry because I was so sick of being glared at and then it's all this drama on the train. But it's like God is working in all of this stuff, you know? Yeah. But if I live in my little system, in my little universe, in my ideas all the time... I'm missing reality, and I'm missing what what I'm missing God. I'm missing what He's doing, because God does not live in abstractions, and He doesn't live in ideas. He lives in the concrete reality, and that's the beautiful gift of uh, our faith, which is incarnate. So, relation, reality, these are the things that keep us sane. Let God break into your systems yeah. if you're a cold academic, um, People, or if you're in your for head us a lot,
1: especially yeah, if you're in your head, or if you're in your routine. You know, and you don't let anybody break into your routine or change that or something. Right. But a lot of people live like, they kind of live like that.
0: Right. And this don't fit for everybody. Not everybody's like psycho about their routines like I am. But you know, if you are, maybe just uh, a word that helped me, Mass Bro.
1: Let it break into your system. I like that. Kay.
0: Okay, that's only three, but we're out of time, so we really? have to just cut it here. Yeah.
1: Can I at least hear? Are you gonna? No, d-
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, hide them from you.
1: Oh man.
0: I'll tell you later on. And if people want to hear them, then we could talk about them. But um, more Mass Pro Insights, they'll probably develop into uh, future all right, podcasts. All right, as general. long as I get to follow you, up. You'll get like eventually. This you like I this like stuff? These,
1: these are kind of like uh, K- Kwanzaa's. What do you call those? Uh, Isn't that a holiday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what are the koans?
0: Koans, and koans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, koans. Yeah, koans. I liked it.
1: Something to meditate on, these there you go. one-liners.
0: Well, let's do some shout-outs. What mm-hmm. do you say? You got any? I know you always have your long list prepared. Go i <laughs> I have a lot of them, so I'm going to try and Maybe chip away at to, some you of them You
1: cover. See, you've been collecting for the both of us.
0: Austin Licky, I already mentioned you. World's greatest phlegmatic friend. He's awesome. You're pretty good, too. You're phlegmatic yeah, also. Yeah, wait a minute. He's like pure phlegmatic.
1: I don't compete with phlegmatic.
0: I, I really enjoyed meeting Evan Christensen came through town. He's doing a postdoc work. At Boston University in evolutionary biology, specializing in like one kind of butterfly. He studies say.
1: butterflies. I yeah. had a very intriguing conversation with that dude. Are you talking? Thanks, thanks
0: man. And he's Norwegian, which we're on a big um, Scandinavia kick right now. So thanks for keeping that going. Rachel Miller sent us the bourbon, right there.
1: Oh yeah. Evan Williams
0: Rachel. getting married on May twenty seventh. We love meeting your brother Matt Miller. We had this weird thing where we it was like Groundhog Day. I'd run into him at the same time at the breakfast thing, and he'd be like. Crazy, we don't get oatmeal like this in, <laughs> up on the hill, and then he'd walk away. And I was like, Weird, we did that yesterday. So, Matt, uh seminarian from Duluth, you're awesome. Yeah, Rachel, Duluth thank you cool. for that. Um, I ran into two focus missionaries in St. Monica's church. I could spotted this clan of focus missionaries, uh, Anthony from George Mason and Emma, mm-hmm. who's working at the headquarters in Philly. So it was nice to meet you guys. And then I think the last Last one here is uh, Dylan Drago and his family tried to meet up with us, and uh, but I wanted to give them a shout-out. They were going to try and smuggle us some bourbon, and they encouraged the banter, which we always appreciate. Oh, yeah. so it's always Thanks, the Dylan. secret to our heart. And uh, we'll save the rest for next time. Okay. Sound good? Yep. You got any? Nothing?
1: Well, no, I just told you. You were reading my list. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I stole
0: your list. That was your
1: list. I, told I don't I know how it, it got it on your phone.
0: Jeez, these things always happen. So anyways, look at that, Mike. We're under 40 minutes.
1: Hey, that was great, man.
0: I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for uh, coming into my pranzos this week. A little uh, lunchtime lesson from some wise, uh, good men, and uh, hopefully it was, I don't know, in some way helpful.
1: I think they're cool insights, yeah. I'm going to think about that stuff. There you go. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, it's a good witness of the last point that you made about the uh, breaking into your system, you're noticing these little things, right? Uh, even though you're really busy with an intellectual thing. I don't, I mean, that's, I find remarkable because I get so wrapped up in obsessing over ideas, even if they don't fit together, like your system. Uh, there's so much rattling in my head that I don't let other things in. I don't pay attention to
0: anything. Absolutely. I don't either. So we're working on it and we get good people around us and we really enjoy seeing, uh, podcast people come through Rome we're not as available as we'd like to be but it's always a joy so thanks for listening and thanks for reaching out Catholic stuff podcast at gmail.com Facebook always at stay ya. cool always out things there. going on stay cool have a great holy Week and Easter I think this will come out before and oh, then we'll, yeah. we'll see you again in Easter so Lent will be over when hey. Father yeah, Mike presents oh, so please pray for Father Mike retroactively for the marathon and uh, we'll see you next time
1: blessings folks